welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 19 of the Afro Excursioner Podcast. I am your host, Lionel Harris. On this episode, I am taking you on an excursion to the Model Train and Hobby Show. Recently, I went to go check that out. It was held over at the Polish-American Community Center. And I can honestly say that it was interesting. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I did have a model train set growing up. I had a pretty simplified version. It was just a circular track. I believe my first one was battery operated. You, you took the train and you, you, you wound it up a little bit and you put it on the tracks and it would go around in circles and make that little choo-choo sound and have smoke coming out of the smokestack and it would just ride around the track numerous times. Occasionally it would whistle, make the whistling sound of an oncoming train. That was my first version of having a train set my own self. But I, I, I was curious because I had been seeing these advertisements for these hobby and model train shows for a while, and I was seeing them before COVID. Naturally, after COVID had come upon us, they wouldn't have that event because of the large gathering of people in that space and and of course you didn't want to promote any type of super spreader events that they were called back then and i think they're still called super spreader events now when you get massive amounts of people in a space and there's a worry and a concern of of covid being spread amongst the people that are there either with or without a mask i guess in this day and age but yeah i i wanted to go i had seen it advertised and figured I'd go and check it out. I get there, five bucks to get in, not a bad little price. And it was on a Saturday, the day that I went. And when I got there, it was packed, man. I didn't, you know, talking about a super spreader event, I didn't have my mask on and I didn't see a whole lot of other people with a mask on, but I, I saw some, but it was so packed in there. And I was not weirded out by that. I still was going to stay and, and check it out. I would say at the time of the day when I went, average age was probably around, hmm, older crowd, I'd say definitely around 65 and up at the time of the day that I was there. Now, it was on for, I believe it was a two-day event, Saturday and Sunday, and I went that Saturday, and I'd say it was around maybe one in the afternoon, and that time of the day, again, the the demographics was about, average age, about 65 and up. Predominantly men. There, there were some couples there, and I didn't see any single women walking around in there. Uh, mostly men and kids, maybe little boys and girls, but no single women per se, like a, a woman flying solo, walking around, checking out the train and hobby show. I, I didn't see that. As I'm walking around, I, I noticed various display models of, of trains and, and, and tracks. There was one train train track set where it was an active set. The guy was there with his remote controls and he was operating the train as it went around. And it was one of those really nice ones. It was on a big layout, had the mountain scenery, it had all the different stops that a train would make. And it was not like a modern train stop. So don't think Penn Station and Grand Central Station and all that kind of stuff. Not the more modern train stops, but it was more based upon the old style, west out west style where 
you know, it was just a, a different layout. There was one big size track of that. Then it was a smaller size track. And what I did get an opportunity to learn, I met a gentleman there. He was from the Utica area, he said. And he goes around and visits the various hobby shows. And last year he told me he raked in about $11,000 worth of, of merchandise and sales from his collection. And, and, I, and I thought, man, that's, that's kind of crazy. And he said, yeah, he, he travels around New York State to the various hobby shows and into Pennsylvania, sometimes up to Canada, depending on what his budget allows in terms of where he'll go. And I thought that was so interesting to know that, that there are people out here that are deeply, deeply involved in the whole model train industry, I guess you would call it. Now, this particular gentleman, he had on a train, like an engineer's um, outfit, I guess you would call it. You know how they would show engineers and they have the overalls and they had that little pattern, that Oshkosh pattern. And he had on the hat, he had the whole getup, man. I, if, if I didn't know any better, I thought the guy was about to go to work for a CSX or, or one of those kind of train companies not not um amtrak definitely not it's it was definitely on the page of the older non-passenger railroad setup not not passenger trains and he was explaining to me the different types of of trains and 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 the size tracks he told me that when i was younger the remember i mentioned that i had a train set when i was a kid that that was based on an HO size train track or train set. This is what I learned. Once again, I, I like to do research. And so in between talking with this gentleman and also doing some research as well, I learned that the way trains are sold in terms of hobby sets, it's based on size. And as you can imagine, the, the larger the size, the more expensive the train set will cost you. He explained that there's the largest size was is the G scale. I'm not going to really dig deep into the technical dimensions of what G scale represents, but just know that G scale is the largest of the train models that you could that you could purchase. And then there's O scale, which is the next size down. And as I indicate when I mention size, we're talking in terms of largest to smallest. So you have G, then you have O, then you have S, then you have HO. Remember again, that's the most common size, HO size, HO scale, N scale, and then Z scale. So what I learned was a fact again that these size trains were determined based on the price. And, and again, it's all based on your preference as well. However, the most popular size was is HO scale. Now, here's another tidbit. I don't know if you guys used to watch The Adams Family. Remember The Adams Family? If you did watch it, remember the father Gomez would always have that train set down in the basement and he'd you'd watch him 
you know, operate his trains and all of a sudden he'd blow them up and always wreck them. Remember? <laughs> Remember that? Well, what I learned was that size model train was O scale. So that was a big train model size, O scale size, which is the second largest size for hobby trains. And another thing that I learned was that explosion or that time when he blew up those trains only happened once. So when they filmed that show, they did an episode or they did a take and they did the actual explosion of that train and, and wrecked it. But it was always repeated. It was never a new train set being destroyed or wrecked or whatever the word is. They would just take and reloop that first time that it was done and use it every single time after that. And I went on YouTube and I was watching some clips of that. And you can actually see the difference too, in terms of every time they would show it, when they would show it up close, the trains being wrecked, they were always wrecked the same way. And it was always the same trains that were in that wreck. So yeah, that's what they did. And it, it was one, like I said, one take of it and they saved it and replayed it every time there was an episode of him blowing up those trains. I didn't know that. And I used to love watching the Adams family. And one of the favorite parts for me was seeing him blow those trains up. Who knew? As I was walking around the place, in addition, I learned that there were train pieces and parts that they were selling. So if you needed extra wheels, if you needed tracks, anything that you needed for your model trains, they sold. In addition to, of course, model trains and additional cars and stuff of that nature. I was talking to this other gentleman. He was from Altamont, local guy. And he was just telling me how well he's doing in terms of selling his wares at these model train shows. And I was looking at his display table and he had the Hess. Remember the Hess trucks? Every time around Christmas, the Hess trucks are coming and the blah, 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 blah. Remember that? <laughs> I'm not even going to try to sing it, but you know what I'm talking about. You remember the Hess vehicles, the, the, um, the cars and the trucks and the helicopters and all that good stuff. Well, this guy was selling those items and another research moment. Hess are gone in terms of the gas stations themselves. So naturally you could, you could see that why someone would sell those Hess vehicles because they don't make the Hess name anymore. Hess became Speedway. So, so when you see these Speedway gas stations, those are former Hess gas stations. I didn't know that. I, I learned that in, in doing my, my research about that. So he was selling those items. He was selling Hess related vehicles and, 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 and um, parts and all that good stuff, in addition to his regular train items that he was selling. And he was explaining to me that he had sets for sale. He had just individual cars. And his one set of cars, like the engines that pull the trains, went for 600 bucks. And I said, are you kidding me? People pay that for an engine set. He goes, Oh yeah. And I don't even sell the most expensive ones, but my most expensive, meaning the one that he had was around 600 bucks. And, and he sells those. I didn't know that in terms of how deep P 
people are into their hobbies and there's zero anything wrong with that. You, you, you like what you like. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. I walked around even more. And after I was walking around, I was seeing that in addition to selling, like I said, the additional train pieces that you would need and engines and the, all the cars, people were selling license plates, old license plates. People were selling street signs, which I thought was interesting because I saw a few of the street signs and some of them were pretty worn and beat up, old. There were some train signs, like railroad crossing signs and train markers that are along the tracks. People were selling those. I ran across a guy who was selling kerosene lanterns. I think of, maybe because I was watching it, but Django. (laughs) I was watching Django. And you remember the part where he was on on the line. He was, a when he first got, what's the word, rescued, I guess, when the guy playing the dentist was coming along and Jamie Foxx's character was walking on the line with those other slave gentlemen and, and the, the, the guys on the horses were, were leading them to wherever they were taking these guys. And then the gentleman came along and he was posing as a dentist in his, on his wagon. He had those lanterns and there was a person selling those kind of things. And I, and I thought that was really crazy, but I learned so much being at this event after a while, it didn't become crazy. It, it, it started to seem very, very natural to me as, as I, learned what type of an atmosphere and what type of memorabilia. And and that's why it was called model train and hobby show. There were people selling old hot wheel cars. Remember the hot wheel cars? I know I had my, my set and I used to collect my hot wheel cars and, and put them on that. It was always that orange track and you had those, (laughs) I think they called them tongues back in the day. You you take and you connect them together with that little thing that slides underneath each track into that groove and you can keep connecting tracks. And every time on the TV commercials, they always had a loop. And it, when you would see it on the commercial, the cars would, would come down and, and do that loop-de-loop and keep riding. But when you did it your own self, they would never go fast enough to go around that loop. Remember that? But there were people selling Hot Wheel cars. People were selling model airplanes. You know, model train and hobby show. So yeah, they were they were doing model trains. They were selling those. I went across a table and someone had, what would you call it? Maybe Western related things. Stage coaches, little die cast models, of course, but... They were. It was a Western theme. They had stage coaches, and and different types of houses and buildings that were related to to that. Someone was was selling. Um, what do you call those things? Um, my God, I'm, I'm, it's drawing me a blank right now. Oh, they were selling farm equipment. So they were diecast models of farm tractors and big combine. Tractors, you know, the ones that that extract corn and all that type of stuff, those kind of machinery, 
there was someone selling those. So again, it, it was it was super interesting to to see all that. I I didn't imagine that when I first was going to go. I just thought it was mostly going to be about trains. Someone was selling. There was a table of the Green Army men. Remember the Green Army men, the little plastic guys, and you would set them up and and have your your your, your war scenes. But they were those little green guys, and they were in certain positions, so you knew where to put them on your battlefield they had guys laying down they had guys in sniper positions they had all of that and the movie toy story they kind of brought those guys back to life the little green army men so yeah there was there was someone selling those who knew i i was super impressed by seeing all these things but getting back to the main premise of the show the trains that that was the definite dominant factor for the show were, were the model trains now i don't know about you but i don't know if you know the various model train makers and sellers i think most of you have probably heard of lionel my first name is lionel and some of my name was derived after that not my whole name but my name happens to be lionel and lionel was first created by a gentleman by the name of Joshua Lionel Cowan. Founded in 1900. So he was one of the originators of the whole model train era. It was Lionel Trains for the longest. They were the dominant train model train name in, in, in the industry. But for someone meaning me, who is not a train enthusiast, that was all I knew. I, I didn't know of any other names. I just heard of Lionel. And most of the time when people would ask me, what's your name again and how do you spell it? I'd say Lionel like the trains. And people would perk up and go, oh yeah, I know that name. I know how to spell that. So I thought that that was the name in terms of model trains. But you know me, I got to do some research. I got to dig a little deeper and find out what's going on with this. And here is what I learned. Yes, there's Lionel Trains. Then there's another company called Atlas Trains. Atlas came along in 1924. There's actually a company before that called Bachman. Bachman came about, they actually, actually came about even before Lionel. These guys, Bachman, they came out in 1833 originally. Now, they didn't really blow up when they first came out, but that's when they, I guess you would say, had a soft opening in, in, in 1833. And then, like I said, you had Lionel, and then you had Atlas. There's another company called Athern. Athern came around in 1946, and they specialized in HO scale size trains. Remember, I was telling you guys about the various sizes that associate with the trains, the model trains. These guys specialize in HO scale. When Lionel Trains wanted to really expand their HO scale part of their business, it was Athern who were the original manufacturers for them, for Lionel. Huh. Didn't know that. Another company called Walther's they are actually today, Walther's is the largest HO scale manufacturer, 
the Walthers is. Don't know that name. Didn't know the name until I did this research. But yes, Atherns. Then you have Bachman. Bachman was another name. That Remember, they came out in 1833. They really started to blow up in 1966. That's when they really started to come onto the scene. Another company called MTH. Now, I heard the name MTH a lot at the show. So in addition to Lionel, the next popular name is MTH, which stands for Mike's Train House. It was created, the company name was created by a gentleman by the name of Mike Wolf, and he started it in his bedroom. That's how he began the business of getting into the trains. And they now are the probably based on also speaking with a lot of people at the show, MTH is right up there in terms of popularity with Lionel. Didn't know that. Another name is called Kato. Their na- that's a, a Japanese-originated company. They're out of Japan, of course. And they make HO-scale trains, but they also make Japanese bullet trains. Now, I know we don't have bullet trains in our country, I didn't really dig into the research for why bullet trains are not popular here. I know we have Acela trains that are really fast. If you were going to measure them against bullet trains, they're comparable in terms of what the premise is, but they don't go as fast as the Japanese bullet trains. Then there's another company called Intermountain. Intermountain makes mostly freight cars and the models for for the train sets. They make they make mostly a lot of the, the freight cars. That's their specialty. HO size, some N sizes and some Z sizes, but that's the predominant type of parts that they make for the for the model train set. Would I go again? Yes, I would definitely go again. I found it very, very informative. Nice crowd. I, I'm an excursioner, of course. Remember that. I'm an Afro excursioner on top of that. So as I was walking around at the time of the day that I went, I was the only person of color. Hey, who cares, right? That's why I do excursions. I did get a chance to meet a really nice black couple that were vendors. And they, you know, we were talking about that whole experience of that. And they said, for this particular show, because they've been coming to the Albany area show for a while, and they very rarely see people of color at their at this particular show. Couldn't answer for it, of course not, but that's based on what they said. However, they said when they go to other shows, especially shows more towards the, the bigger demographic areas, New York City, Boston, Philly, Shows closer to those areas, there's a lot more people of color that come out. And there's a lot of people of color that are into the model train sets as well. They told me a quick story about a, a this doctor person that they know. And he's a, he's a black gentleman. Spent $7,500 to get his garage refitted for his model trains and spent another five grand on both parts, engines, layout, and everything else. And that blew me away in terms of who got money laying around that kind of money. But if it's something that you really enjoy, you don't look at it and you can't take, remember, you can't take this money with you anyway. So why not buy the things that you enjoy doing? And 
it was just interesting to learn that. Would I go again? I definitely would go again. Would I encourage you to go check out a train show? Not so much a train show, but but if that's what's on your list, it was on mine, go. Go check it out. As I close out my show, I close out the way I always do. I encourage you to answer the question of when is when for you? When are you going to do something different? When are you going to try something different? I will give you my number again. It's 518-407-5110. Text me. Tell me your ideas. Tell me your thoughts. I would love to hear from you. Until next time, thank you.